So let's talk about LGBT astrology. As you all know, or if you don't know, I'm gay. So I'm the G in the LGBT. And I've talked about gay astrology, LGBT astrology on my YouTube channel plenty of times, lesbian astrology, transgender astrology. I don't think I've actually talked about that yet on my YouTube channel, but I have definitely talked about lesbian astrology, gay astrology, bisexual astrology, and all in between, including asexual astrology, and how certain placements in your natal chart or birth chart can show gayness, lesbianness, all right, uh, bisexualness. Let's talk about it. So when we talk about LGBT astrology, we have to remember that we are talking about mainly same-sex relationships. Now, in certain uh, in certain communities of the LGBT community, uh, that kind of blurs or the lines blur there in terms of same-sex. For example, bisexual people don't just date same-sex people; they also date the opposite sex. That's the thing with bisexual people is that they're attracted to both sexes. Male and female, all right? Um, when we speak of transgender, all right, people, uh, people assume that transgender men and women are automatically attracted to uh, the same sex, but that's completely opposite. Sometimes, you know, transgender people are attracted to the opposite sex. Uh, in certain instances, the same sex that they're transitioning to, but... In this video, we are going to focus mainly on the L and the G, but we're also going to focus a bit on the B and the T. So let's talk about the L and the G. When we speak of the L and the G, we often think of there must be something where, you know, oh, if she's a lesbian, she must be feminine. Or I'm sorry, if she's a lesbian, she must be masculine. Like she's a tomboy, you know. Which creates the stereotype that all tomboys are lesbians. Or if he's feminine in any way, he must be gay. Which creates the stereotype that uh, feminine boys are gay. Which isn't always true. Um, there are certain placements in the birth chart that can predispose someone to being gay. Such as, for example, if one is a man. There are feminine placements that can make you a bit more feminine and predispose maybe to being treated as feminine, being treated as a female, all right, whether by men who are more masculine than you or men who are attracted to you. Uh, these placements are Libra. You can have maybe a Libra son, for example, makes you very feminine, um, and makes you attractive, therefore, not only to the opposite sex, but the same sex as well. Uh, very often, men are attracted to, especially straight men, all right, as well, are attracted to femininity. Masculine men tend to be attracted to femininity, even if masculine men say they're not attracted to it. Because, see, it's one thing to be masculine, but... With the Libra sun, you may have feminine features. Whether you have a feminine look, you have long hair, or you have a feminine voice, a walk to you. There's something maybe about you that is feminine. Um, 
when we speak of the sun as well, cancer men also can be very feminine. Cancer sun men. Cancers ruled by the moon. The moon rules femininity. It rules the mother. Birth. Children. Childhood. Not to mention, cancer men can be very emotional, very in tune with their emotions. So cancer men, for example, can like emotional attentiveness, whether this comes from the same sex or the opposite sex, no matter their sexuality or their sexual preference. It's just something that energetically, astrologically, you may be predisposed to. Leo, men and women may also be the same way where they lack attention. And no matter necessarily where that attention comes from. All right. So when we talk about this, we can also talk about bisexuality as well. It's interesting bisexuality, you know, um, bisexual people not only enjoy men and women, but they also like the attention that comes from men and women as well, their way. So when we speak of sexual preference, let's talk about Mars, because Mars rules our sexuality and what we're sexually attracted to. Mars rules masculinity as well. So when we speak of lesbianism, uh, for example, an Aries or Scorpio woman may be predisposed to having femi- or masculine energies within them and therefore may find that you attract not only the opposite sex, but also the same sex. Because naturally women are attracted to masculinity. And yes, even in women, women are attracted to masculinity. Absolutely. Then there are other planets, such as Saturn, which some people consider a feminine planet. Um, It's debatable. It is feminine, but it also has its masculine traits as well. Here we have Aquarius and Capricorn. If you have Aquarius and Capricorn in your chart, you have may have a, a sense of masculinity to you as a woman, and you may find that you attract men and women. Now, we could also get into the topic of androgyny, which is Gemini energy, also Aquarius energy, Sagittarius energy, Pisces energy, non-conforming. Non-conforming energy can definitely be bisexual energy. It can also be pansexual energy. Um, P, all right, in the LGBTQIP spectrum, all right? Um, That can definitely be Sagittarius, Aquarius, Pisces, Gemini energies, as these zodiac signs don't necessarily like conforming to societal rules and regulations. These are the experimental zodiac signs, especially if you have this in your sun. But also in your Mars, because Mars is what you like sexually. So it's no wonder why we see a lot of down low men, for example, with that Mars energy. With their son, you could have a man who presents himself as as one thing, 
Um, but maybe we, even with that Mercury, all right, and that Mars connected, it creates a different story behind the scenes because we have to think about Mercury. Mercury rules communication, intellect, our mind. So even if you have a Mercury in Sagittarius or a Mercury in Pisces, a Mercury in Aries or Scorpio or Aquarius, you may be sexually intrigued by the same sex or same sex acts. Remember, the mind wanders. Oh, boy, does the mind wander with that Mercury energy. And then we, when we go to Jupiter, by the way, did you know Jupiter rules the taboo? Which can also equate to taboo sex. Taboo sex, and although it's getting more or less antiquated and more accepted these days, same-sex sex can be considered taboo in a lot of communities and societies, homes and families. What's your Jupiter in? Because, see, Jupiter in any fire sign is experimental. As fire acts on its instincts. Also, if you have Mars in a fire sign. Fire sun will try almost anything once. But it's when we get to that Jupiter, it's when we try it more than once and figure out, do we really like it? See, Jupiter is traditionally ruled by Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is, for example, are naturally people who explore and like to try different things and taste the rainbow, both literally and figuratively. It's no wonder why Sagittarius, for example, are the least likely to commit. And that is included in LGBTQ relationships. For example, in a lesbian or gay relationship, you may find that you are dealing with a Sagittarius who is pansexual or bisexual, or you're dealing with a Sagittarius who doesn't want to commit, wants to be in an open relationship. Let's talk about open relationships really quickly. In the LGBT community. It's it's a big thing, not only in the LGBT community, it's also a big thing in the pansexual community and so many different communities. But the idea of the open relationship. Because, see, there are certain signs that like commitment, all right, um, that like, that want commitment, that may even want family, you know, want to adopt or, you know, have their own children. The signs that are most likely to want to commit are Cancer, Scorpio, Capricorn, Virgo, Taurus, Leo, and Libra. It's not to say that the other zodiac signs aren't willing to commit. It's just that the other zodiac signs need their freedom. Pisces, Gemini, Aquarius. Sagittarius. And with these zodiac signs, their sexualities can shift and change. Like I said, Sagittarius, Aquarius, Pisces, Gemini, these zodiac signs are more willing to explore and try different things and truly explore their sexuality. 
So if you have a, your Mars in any of these zodiac signs or your, even your Mercury, you know, with your Mars, you would at least be willing to try same sex once. All right. With your Mercury, you've at least thought about it once. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. That just means you're human. All right. Let's talk about the transgender community. Male to female and female to male. Now, there are certain placements that can predispose you to feeling like the opposite sex, such as having, for example, a moon sign if you're female in a masculine sign, such as Aries, Scorpio, because Mars rules masculinity, it rules war, it rules aggression. And Scorpio and Aries are both ruled by Mars. Maybe even Pluto. Um which is ruled by Scorpio, uh, rule Scorpio, or maybe even Capricorn or Aquarius. As a male transitioning to a female, maybe your moon sign is in Libra, all right? Like mine. Now, I don't consider myself transgender in the sense that I want to be a female, but I do consider myself gender fluid. I like to call it transgender fluid, <laughs> So you see how it even plays a role in my life as a moon in Libra. I definitely blur the lines of feminine and, and masculine, leaning more towards the feminine in a lot of instances. All right. Even having a moon in cancer as a man. All right. Moon in Pisces as well. These are all receptive zodiac signs, energies that like to receive attention, receive compliments, receive love. Feminine feminine energy is definitely a receptive energy, all right? Even if you have a, Mar a moon in Scorpio, actually, because Pluto, that's that Pluto energy. Pluto rules evolution, rebirth, regeneration, death of your old self, and a birth of a new self. We could even go as deep and say North Node. Let's talk about the North Node. If you're a female and you have a North Node in a masculine sign, it may even be in your fate, in your destiny to transition. If you have that North Node in Mars or Pluto, Saturn even, or if you're a male transitioning to female, and you have a feminine placement in your North Node, definitely could mean that in this lifetime, you're meant to transition to a female, all right? That's that North Node in Venus, North Node in Neptune, North Node in Pluto, that feminine energy. Even the North Node in the Sun on either end, as the Sun rules our outer life, all right? How we express ourselves, how we feel about ourselves deep down. And then we have to think of the South Node and how in a lot of cases we have, we have to remember that the North Node is, you know, the South Node are always polar opposites. So, for example, if your North Node's in Cancer, your South Node's automatically going to be in Capricorn. Cancer is a feminine sign. Capricorn is 
more of a masculine sign. For example, if your north node's in Libra, your south node's automatically going to be in Aries. Libra is a feminine sign. Aries is a masculine sign. So it's interesting how that dichotomy plays out in even our nodes. So maybe in a past life you were a male, and in this life you're meant to be a female as a transgender. It goes deep. Really, really deep. And we have to think, okay, maybe, you know, you, your Mercury, your Mars, or even your, your moon sign, you know, it's like, well, none of the placements I have seem to denote that I would be a part of the LGBT community. Let's talk about your Jupiter for a second. Because your Jupiter is about expansion. Your Jupiter is a part of yourself where you are willing to explore. All right? Even if you have a Jupiter in any of these planets I'm speaking of. All right? You just may have a desire to be a part of the LGBT community. And it's interesting. A lot of you, you'll find a lot of this with people who come out of the closet late at a later date at a later stage in life. They tend to have like a Jupiter in placement that denotes possible LGBT isms. <laughs> Because remember, certain aspects are going to predispose you to want to explore in certain ways, such as a Sagittarius placement, Aquarius placement, Pisces placement. And remember, Pisces and Sagittarius are both ruled by Jupiter. All right? A fire sign placement. Jupiter and fire sign once again. All right? Jupiter and water sign may, may want to feel the emotional connection. Jupiter and air sign may want to make sense of their feelings. Jupiter and earth sign just wants to see if there's validity to what they're feeling. Is what I'm, is what I'm feeling truly who I am? Is this who I'm meant to live my life as? As I get older. It's tough when... You grow up in circumstances, however, when you where you're not allowed to be your true self. I will say that the best placements to have as an LGBTQ person is somewhere in Sagittarius, a placement in Sagittarius, a placement in Pisces, a placement in Aquarius, or even a placement in Scorpio or Leo or Aries. Because you're willing to burn past, fight past, work past, cry past. You know, what you were taught growing up. 
Whereas others may not have it so easy. Other placements may not have it so easy. For example, a cancer may be extremely connected to their family, and God forbid they have a homophobic family. You know? The worst thing for a cancer is to have a family that doesn't support them. The same could be said for Capricorn, its polar opposite zodiac sign. However, the absolute worst thing for Capricorn would be losing its security, its sense of security, job, home, family, friends. Same could be said for Virgo and Taurus. Although for Taurus, the worst thing would be losing the one true love that they commit to, that they put themselves out to, that they give their heart to. Libra can be a people pleaser, although Libra is always going to want true love. And one of the most difficult things is rectifying what true love really looks like to that Libra. Is it with the same sex or is it with the expectations of what other people expect them to be? Virgo cares a lot about what people think about them. That can be to their detriment. People are going to talk anyway, so you might as well love who you love. Might as well be who you want to be, right? Might as well live how you want to live. Which is interesting because Virgo's polar opposite is Pisces, who is all about living as you please. And... Being open to change and changing changing yourself, ebbing and flowing with the tides of life. It's not so easy for other people to do that. But what can make the difference is having a good moon placement, a very nurturing moon placement. Or a very eclectic and open moon placement where maybe you had a very open-minded family or mother. Or possibly a good Saturn placement. Maybe you had an open-minded father. But regardless, as an LGBTQIP person... (laughs) The most important thing is to find your own way. That's why I always recommend everyone to get a birth chart reading because a birth chart reading is one of the first steps of finding your own way, especially as an LGBT person. All right. So I'm proud to be a part of the LGBT community. I'm proud to be an astrologer 
in the LGBT community and a well-known astrologer, a good astrologer, you know, someone that people look up to. And I don't take that lightly. And astrology has really helped me to hone my own gifts and skills, but also to better understand myself and understand why I am the way I am. Specifically LGBT astrology, which, if you notice, is still a developing (laughs) niche in astrology or facet in astrology, discipline in astrology, community in astrology. But, you know, I'm glad to be a spearhead of the community, the LGBT astrology community. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Happy Pride to my LGBT family. And get a birth chart reading. Know who you are astrologically. Know why you are the way you are. I think one of the most important things is to get an L- get an astrology reading from an LGBT person or an LGBT-friendly person. So you can get that extra insight. If you want a reading from me, check out my website, LamarTownsendTarot.com. Also follow me on my Instagram and my Facebook, LamarTownsendTarot. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel, LamarTownsendTarot, on YouTube as well. And until the next podcast, thank you for watching Season 1, Episode 4 of my podcast, LGBT Astrology. Love and light, and until the next episode, don't be a stranger, by the way, and donate to my podcast. Go ahead on Anchor, send a little donation, so you can show your support, and I can know that someone's listening and getting what I'm throwing out there. (laughs) Love you all. See you.